Evan. Hello, Bethany. That is not my name. We literally just talked well, about this. Again, it's not the name you commonly go no. by. It is your full name. No, it has never been my Beth full is name. a nickname. It's short for Bethany. It's short for Elizabeth. Mm. I actually I actually really hate being called Bethany. Again. It's not my name. Gelato Gelato. Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> I feel like you're just doing this so that you can try to get your new catchphrase gelato gelato to get on. And that's the whole purpose you're doing this. You just said it, so. No. <laughs> Boom. Boom. All right. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> See, I had an intro and now you've derailed it. So my name is Beth and this is self-evaluation. So last week, Evan, I shared a piece of trivia with you which I was very excited to share with you, and which you did not respond the way I was hoping you would. So I have a new piece of trivia to share with you. Right before we get to that, okay. this is a podcast about Selfie, which was a sitcom that aired on ABC in 2014 starring John Cho and Karen Gillan. Secondly, what sort of response did you expect from me? I expected you to say, what? Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow, that's so crazy. Does Something that sound like me? To you? <laughs> uh, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, the more I think about it, the more I realize, yeah, you responded pretty much how I expected you to. But would you like to hear my new piece of trivia? Yes, please. Okay, so, well, first I googled selfie trivia, and that was a bust. There was nothing on that list that I did not already know. So then I googled Chancho trivia. Did you know that John Cho was, was, I think, the lead singer in the band Left of Zed? No. You did not know that. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. A band? A band, yeah. John Cho. Lead singer, yeah. The front man. The front man. Were. The man in huh. the front. Yeah. Well, that's my trivia for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that expression of uh enthusiasm i appreciated the effort that you clearly put into it <laughs> you're welcome this week we are going to be talking further about the episode never, never. block cookies never block cookies i was thinking like always accept cookies <laughs> effectively the same thing also true also true always accept very them. good never episode block them. we talked episode. about it last week we we capped it and now we are going to Take a deep dive. Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancel by BC in 2014. Evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. Back in the day when selfie was on the air, you, Evan, were writing about it on your blog which I read at the time while I was watching it. And you had a lot of thoughts about John Cho being a romantic lead in this show. We've talked a little bit about it, but I feel like now this is the episode where he really starts to become the romantic lead rather than just like the lead. Do you still have strong feelings about that? Or was that 2014, Evan? What what did I mean? Like I know that I wrote about selfie a lot because yes, it starred an Asian man in not even necessarily a romantic lead role, but just like any lead role. Mm -hmm. And in twenty fourteen, slim slim pickings, you know, like yeah. there wasn't a lot out there. There was no Kim's convenience. There was no mm -hmm. fresh off the boat. 
Both excellent shows, by the way. Is that, so is that what I wrote about? Did I write? Okay, I'm, I should have looked it up, really. But I believe it was something along the lines about like how John Cho was hot in this and that that was important. Oh. Your title might have been John Cho is hot or something like that. Does this but ring this... any bells to you? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very, very long time ago. But yeah, yeah. no, it, that does sound like something that I would say. So w- your question is, do I still believe that? Do you feel? Do you still feel as strongly as you did in those times? I still do think it's very important. And and like to be fair, I have missed. I haven't kept my finger. I have kept my finger firmly on the pulse. I guess uh, uh, as far as like Asian representation, I know mm-hmm. uh, about. Um, there's like that movie with Haley Steinfeld. There was uh, ugh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We're not going to talk about that. I, I more or less, but I but I feel like there are instances where like maybe I haven't been paying as much attention. Uh, like I don't know how Daniel Day Kim's character was treated and lost. That dude is super hot, but I don't know if they played that up on the show. Uh, he's also on Hawaii Five O. He's still Five O, su- yeah. Right, he's still super hot. I mean, like not a lot has changed between Lost and Hawaii Five O. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think that there is a lot to be said about the the perceived or presented desirability of heterosexual Asian men. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another conversation to be had about how homosexual Asian men are presented. Hmm. Uh, also, yeah. typically, not in a great light. It seems like a stretch to call this like a, a landmark event. Um, but I do still think it's very important. And I do think that that scene, that you know, <laughs> which, funnily enough, I've sort of like dubbed in my mind as like the hot tamale train scene. <laughs> Just go listen yeah. to our episode before if you don't get it or if you watch so you think you can dance you do get it (laughs) i think that moment is directed in such a way that it's hard for almost any audience member not to watch that and just think like oh like this this is the tension here is is palpable Mm -hmm. well you would cut this the tension in this in this room in this scene like with a spoon (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but but what do you think i guess i guess for me uh when I was watching Selfie originally and I was reading what you were writing about it, I guess it wasn't something that I was super aware of that was lacking in television until I saw it and heard your perspective. And then I was like, it's true. Like you don't see a lot of Asian men being portrayed like as a romantic lead. And now I feel like, I mean, this is four years out, but I feel like we're finally getting that in I mean, we got Crazy Rich Asians, which was like a big deal. But I mean, I feel like it's it's starting to just change now, which... I, I mean, like, if yeah. you, I kind of know all of, like, the instances or whatever. Um, I also I remember blogging. This was on my old blog, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, Culture War Reporters. Um, I blogged about uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. Um, because Han Kang, is he the one who wrote The Vegetarian? Oh, I don't know. I think his name is Han Kang. Um, I'm probably saying the author of The Vegetarian. Uh, the actor who played Han. Okay, so it's not Han. The, the actor who played <laughs> Han. Um, Sung, I think Sung, Sung Kang. Um, he, his character ends up getting, sorry, spoilers for Fast and F- the Furious 5 through 6. Fast 5 <laughs> to Fast 6. Um, okay. He is the one who ends up getting together with the character portrayed by Gal Gadot. Wonder okay. Woman. Okay. Which yeah, was yeah. like, I think a swerve. I think people watching that movie were like, okay, well, there's this like really um, adept, uh, in control, 
new female character and it's just like well because this is like this kind of movie she's eventually going to get together with one of these many guys but it was him and it was like and i thought it was i thought the the arc in that was very successful Hmm. um so there while i think it's safe to say that now in the year of our lord 2018 um things are better than they've ever been there have been kind of moments that have have never been i guess I guess the attention has never really been paid to them. Like, when people are talking about the Fast and Furious movies, I don't think mm. anyone was talking about Sun Kang. Hmm. Not really. Not that yeah. I could tell. And I was, like, very yeah. interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what's really interesting. And we'll talk about Selfie specifically, but this is all related in, in my mind. Sorry. Skip back and then to the present. Um, part of the reason 2018 is kind of, like, a big moment, as, which, which mm-hmm. you said. Henry Golding who is on mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, is yeah. also in a thriller. Yeah. Where he's, um, what is it, Blake Lively's husband, I think? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it's, it's that dude, not an actor, mm-hmm. was like, uh, he was on TV, but he wasn't acting. He was doing yeah. like travel shows or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He was just like it, hosting. Yeah. Anyway, people, a lot of people have surmised, and some people state this as fact, but the reason there's so much, the reason Western media, American media in particular, um, has sort of uh, desexualized and um, presented Asian men as being uh, a- abnormal, I guess, or like, yeah, or undesirable, etc., hmm. is because okay. back in the day when there were still black and white movies, mm-hmm. silent movies, mm-hmm. there was an actor named uh, Sisue Hayakawa, and this dude was like so hot. Um, that, like, white women all over America were, like, fanning themselves. <laughs> like, he okay. had, like, a, he had a large fan base, and a yeah. large portion of this fan base was white ladies. And people uh. were like, oh, oh, no, this can't happen. <laughs> huh. And then never he, heard this before. he basically stopped being cast in a lot of the roles that they were casting him in. Hmm. Like, he was cast in roles opposite white women. And mind you, this is like the era of silent movies. Yeah. And between now and then, it's largely not happened. Huh. Interesting. I actually also just, I read a book about like women in filmmaking. And in the like silent film era, there were a lot more women making movies. And they got kind of pushed out when it went to like um, big production companies and stuff like that. So it seems like that would be around the same time. So like in very early film, you had a lot more like, women and minorities and things like that like having bigger roles and then they basically got pushed out by white men like in the 40s ah white men anyway (laughs) but yeah let's let's talk about john cho and karen gillen yeah let's so let's return to like the hot tamale train moment yeah okay how do you think it works as the culmination of the preceding five episodes because this is episode six Mm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is this is everything sort of coming to a head so do you feel like it's a logical, it, everything has logically progressed and led up to this moment? Great question. Um, I do feel like we've, we've spent the, fi- the first five episodes establishing their friendship. And so from that perspective, I feel like it is the logical progression because like we've established their friendship, but all along it's kind of been added in like that Eliza is really used to people being attracted to her and it's added in that like Henry is kind of depending on Eliza to 
to like open him up and you know in the episode before make him like more human it was that you know so he's starting to depend on her more and she's starting to depend on him more and so I feel like it did sort of lead to this like comfort level between the two of them so now it's almost like you have to break up that comfort level by doing something and so that was kind of the moment where it was like all right we're very comfortable together and now it's like oh something has changed like something has shifted in their dynamic so I do feel like it was the groundwork for it was well laid but it also like is still supposed to be kind of a surprise does that make sense yeah yeah I mean it makes sense I I mean there's something to be said for for your expectations being met Mm -hmm. but also uh for their like narratively for there to be a surprise where it's just like oh I didn't really call this happening yeah yeah because it's not like it's not like in that episode there's anything that would make you think like oh henry's about to like make a move here you know so it is still sort of like a surprise moment pivoting off from this we're sort of talking in these episodes about uh what could have been Mm -hmm. And, and i think we have mentioned in the past that maybe if this had gotten an entire um 26 episode run 26 episode season or 22 or whatever maybe they could have paced things out a little bit mm-hmm. more slowly they could have taken their time a little bit mm-hmm. and so i'm wondering if you think that more could have been done uh re eliza trying to help henry find someone because it's it's pretty quick i mean not to get ahead of ourselves for the next episode but um we don't really have a long extended period of that I did say last episode that I think I think the idea behind like the gag that takes place with them sort of like with Eliza and Charmonique finding all of these women who look exactly like them and bring them together. It's, yeah, I, I think I said it was like comedic genius and I stand by that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering like what more could have been done? And, and uh, also I think I think because Eliza is helping Henry out with this and, and finding a romantic partner and there's sort of this idea that Eliza maybe feels a certain way about him. I think the longer we spend on this particular arc, the more Eliza kind of comes to terms with things. Because we just get that little glimmer where she's just like, oh, none of these women are good enough for Henry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it's, yeah, it's that's so a, short. that's a really good point. Because for the most part, she seems very committed to this idea of finding someone for Henry. And so, yeah, having some more moments of maybe her having reservations about that or maybe starting to think about what it would look like if Henry actually was dating someone and not giving so much attention to her. Like if we had seen more of those those complicated feelings, you know, and not her just being like gung-ho, like excited about this, I feel like that would have been interesting. But I feel like, I mean, we do kind of get into that in the next episode, I think. You you remember this um, series a lot better than I have. Like as we're going through this, this is me rewatching Selfie yeah. for the first time in a long time. I know I kind of have to bring this up every episode, but I work at Harlequin. I read a lot of rom- romance novels. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> How exciting! And, and because of that, I have like a deep fami- familiarity with like a lot of like romance tropes, mm-hmm. and I'm really into the idea. And, and because I can't remember sort of what happens with Henry and this mousy woman, Henry getting into a relationship 
where Eliza really, truly hates this woman, and maybe she doesn't treat Henry very well. So you're saying if Henry was with someone who didn't treat him well? Yes. Is that is that feasible? Do you think that Henry would, would place willingly place himself in that situation? Yeah, I just, I don't feel like Henry would... I feel like Henry has too much self-respect to be with someone who treats him badly, but I could see him being with someone who does not understand him, which is kind of what happens. So I feel like that's more where the tension would be is not like, oh, this person's like being rude to him or like disrespecting him or whatever, but more just like someone who who only sees one side of him, like being with someone who only sees that like businessy side of him and doesn't ever see him having fun. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like Eliza would pick up on that and realize like, maybe this isn't the best person for you because like I've seen you have fun and you're not having fun when you're with this person. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Uh, I tried, but I didn't really get into it. It's fine. It ages horrendously. In I think my opinion. that's the problem. Yeah, I, I tried to get into it like last year. Oh, okay. Poor timing. Too late. Um, <laughs> but that is the sort of show where not Lily and Marshall because they're married, but like with Barney and Ted and Robin, there's sort of this all they're all dating different people at different times and each other. Not Ted and Barney, though there's something to be said about that little pairing. <laughs> Uh, and, and as a result, it's kind of like, oh, it was hard for us. Like, we couldn't have made it work because we were always sort of like, I actually read, what book was it that I read? I read a book where um, it's, uh, I guess I can say the title. Can I spoil it? Is that NDA? I'm not going to say the title. Uh, I don't know. Don't don't say the title. Make up a new title for it. And the title's so good, though. Just bleep it. <laughs> can you bleep it? Uh, do you have uh, that capacity, capability? I'll do that. Like, uh, I'll blur it out. Oh, you'll just, it'll be silent. I'll be like, shh. I did that one other time when I needed to. Okay, um, it's called Best Secret Love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the two of them sort of have a conversation. They're like, oh, we've known each other since college. We're such good friends. But like, we've never been single at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be really interesting if, because, again, we're imagining that there's a season that didn't have to be so condensed and compressed. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining an episode that mirrors that's the the mirror image of this one in which henry is helping eliza find someone okay yeah so she in in this situation it's later in the season or it's next season she breaks up with freddie henry's still dating someone and he's like oh i'll help you find someone who's like you know more appropriate for you not someone like freddie who's or, gonna like drag or you maybe down. even because i think that this would be really interesting Something happens between Henry and Eliza. Eliza's very upset. Sorry. Something happens between Freddie and... Did I say that properly the first time? You said Henry. Okay. Something happens between (laughs) Freddie and Eliza. And Eliza's very distraught. And um, Mm -hmm. she's not dealing with it well, obviously, because relationship breakups are difficult. And Henry sees how upset she is and sort of like realizes the misunderstanding and that maybe Freddie isn't horrible. He's not like maybe he's maybe he's not like the perfect match, but they were happy together, and he's not like malicious or bad. So Henry mm-hmm. has to has like this crisis of conscience, and then eventually patches things up between the two of them. Even okay, though yeah. he likes her, but he knows that at this point in time, what will really make her happy is getting back together with Freddie, not you know not him making romantic advances in like the fallout of their breakup 
Okay, interesting. So yeah, at, at this point, and like in your mind, does Henry have feelings for Eliza, but he does it because he feels like it's the right thing to do? Is like, is that too weird or unrealistic? Would listener, would sorry, not listeners, would viewers be like, hey, if Henry likes her, why doesn't he just ask her out? Would people be able to like come around to seeing where he's coming from? Uh, I, th- I think there'd have to be some kind of we'd have to see some kind of like self-reflection on Henry's part maybe he comes to the conclusion that he's too old for Eliza or like their personalities don't mesh well together or something like that like I think we'd have to see him like in conversation with someone else saying like this is why I would be terrible for Eliza and so that's why I'm gonna help her get back together with Freddie like it it couldn't just be like oh I'm gonna do it because uh, it seems right the tragic misunderstanding is such a key romance trope where it's just like here's why we could never be together so Beth, excellent that very well done um yeah i think i think the age thing sure yeah i mean it's what we figured out it was like 16 years difference or something like that it's no was it 16 years i think it was 26 and 42 that's their actual ages i don't know how old henry is supposed to be they don't actually specifically say but on My Fair Lady, it's isn't it similar? Oh yeah, it's it's probably like a good twenty something years. Oh, gross. Okay. It's just I think it was different back in the day because like you know women had less agency. Yeah, yeah, and they would want to be with someone who is secure. But that's why I'm just going to talk about My Fair Lady for a little bit. It's actually pretty good because at the end of My Fair Lady, she is like good to go to like make her own life, and she's like determined to do that. But then she comes back because. Henry Higgins would be sad without her or something. I don't know. I might misunderstand my fair lady. But anyway, so so I guess we're sort of thinking about future episodes here. I mean, we're Actually, really th- thinking about... Sorry, sorry, cut this. Just go ahead. No, I have nothing interesting to say. I was just going to tell you that when I was looking up trivia on IMDb to try to find some trivia you don't know, two different people put as trivia that if the show hadn't been canceled... Henry and Eliza would have gotten together at the end of the first season, That's which I think trivia. they just made up. <laughs> One of them was me. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, what were you gonna say? Well, we've been. I think we're we're just doing a lot of thinking just in regards to Henry and Eliza's relationship. Is there anything else that we can sort of focus on as far as the events of this episode? Uh, you want to talk about Terrence? You look One like you want to talk about Terrence as much as Sam Saperstein. Really? Yeah, so, and I feel the opposite way about this Terrence. Yeah, he, he doesn't give Terrence a, a good look. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's that much to say about it, except for now he has a real job, instead of a fake job. Yeah, I feel like, okay, we've talked like a lot about this in other episodes, but I feel like this was another situation where like it could have been more ensemble but they just pretty much were like Henry and Eliza like focused on them because even like larry's in it for like a second you know and he's very funny and would add to the episode but it's like one second of that sharon meek's kind of in it like she's more involved than anyone else and that's kind of it so i don't know how more people could have been involved but sam and terrence do carry the b plot right so and which i think is significant true 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 but it's like maybe one minute of the show well, no, I guess it's a little more than that. If only yeah, true. Henry had more friends <laughs> or like more people that he talked to that weren't just Eliza. There's there's no real downtime. It's true. 
okay so maybe this is me sort of like brainstorming how the episode could be improved maybe which okay, i say okay. from my zero years of experience in a writer's room <laughs> there's no downtime between the hot tamale train incident and henry and eliza meeting up outside of the club mm-hmm. so no there's no at least on screen it, it all obviously takes place off off camera yeah there's no there are mm-hmm. no moments in which Henry and Eliza get to process what took place. Yeah, because they're like about to start processing it, and then that's when they see Charmonique. Well, I guess they were supposed to have a conversation. But yeah, okay, so in your mind, you're thinking like uh, a scene where Henry is talking to Larry or something like that. Because Larry's the one who's been like egging Larry's, him on. Larry's... Or, or if Henry had a real friend. Right. Well, yeah, if he had a real friend, ideally. Because... There, I think there's, there's like a very funny scene where Henry's sort of like, I'm just going to call his friend John. Johnny, have you ever, like, he's, he's like try, <laughs> trying to find a way to to frame it. And then he goes for the most awkward way possible, which is like grabbed a woman by the waist. And Johnny's like, whoa, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And then, you know, Henry's like, well, you know, I got so caught up in the moment. I think that there's there's a funny way of Henry trying to process it. Um, and so it can be played for mm. laughs, but at the same time, I think that it works as character progression because he, it's clear that he can't get it out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like a natural way that that would come up. I don't know. I'm not a guy, so I don't know what <laughs> guys talk to each other about, but I feel like, yeah, like, is this something he would bring up? Because, like, when you look at his face at the end, this seems like something he's just, like, personally going to have to process. And I don't feel like Henry's the kind of guy who's going to, like, tell other people about this. This is something he's going to, like, take to his grave. But I do feel like him, like, indirectly trying to ask for advice without telling them it's about Eliza is something that he I have another idea. Sorry, go. Selfie is a show that is very in- in- internet-centric. Or the internet is always yeah. in the periphery. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Henry going to like either Quora or like Reddit R relationships or something and putting this out into okay. yeah. the internet ether and then people are responding <laughs> and giving him like the worst <laughs> advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I like that. Yeah. Because you know, that, that like, does seem more like in character that he would just be like, I need to get answers. Don't know who to talk to. Let me pull as large a population yeah. as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That way I'll get like the real facts. Yeah, like um, like so if you were doing like, like a marketing thing. Yeah. Oh, like you're, it's your pheromones. Like <laughs> have you been, maybe you're like showering either too much or too little. So then Henry's like, um, I need to change my bathroom, you know, my bathroom yeah, routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. So that would be within this episode if we were just It, it would like, have to be make this a longer episode or make this slightly different or if it was another episode would it be possible to stretch this out into two episodes i don't know i don't know because i feel like you kind of have the momentum building up to the end when he gets in the uber and it's all kind of connected it's like one story suggestion okay and obviously feel free to shoot it down because i often don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) what if this was part one and part two okay and part one ends with him with with like the moment the whatever the the steamy etc and then it cuts and then the next episode opens up and he's googling she's (laughs) oh (laughs) and and she's like okay i'm gonna go whatever oh okay and that way 
more of the episode can be devoted to both of them trying to figure all of this out. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, does, like pacing wise, do yeah. you think it works? I think it does. I think it does because then it leaves you at the end of one week being like, "What's going to happen next?" Come back the next week, and you see kind of the fallout. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so then if we're thinking about like future future episodes, would they ever reference back to this moment in any way? Do you mean like in a flashback or like Henry and Eliza themselves? Henry and Eliza themselves, because we kind of mentioned that they never they never talk about this. It's like a thing that happened and then they just both pretend it didn't happen. So like, is there a point in the future episodes where they would like go back and talk about what happened? Or they just keep pretending it never happened like forever? I think it makes sense for it to be referenced later. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, I, I because because selfie is I don't know if necessarily at its core, but Selfie is a sitcom. Mm -hmm. It's a situational comedy. And so I'm always trying to think, like, if these moments can be, on some level, played for laughs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And if, because I think a lot of, you know, Eliza could be like, what what was that? Uh, Or, like, if that's how you felt about me, why didn't, etc. And then he's like, well, the internet told me, (laughs) like, brain parasites or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point because I mean, it's it's kind of romantic comedy, so like there's the romance aspect, but like yeah, it is still a comedy. So even like in this moment after this, she does that whole like hats off to you, sir, you know? So it's like they immediately go back to like funny again right afterwards. So I guess for it to be brought up again, it would have to be there'd have to be some aspect of of a joke in it, I guess. Mhm. And there's and then there's also like the whole thing where it's just like uh, comedy is all about timing mm-hmm. so would making a reference in that way still be funny i mean like i'm not a professional comedy writer so that's also hard for me to comment on yeah i guess the one thing with selfie is i feel like i mean at least so far a lot of a lot of what we see in these episodes they're very standalone like you don't see a lot of like necessarily callbacks to other episodes so they're not like building as much Like, you rarely see anything referenced in an episode that you would have had to see another episode to understand it, you know, other than maybe, like, who the characters are. I think we're coming to the tail end of this discussion, Uh, and what I would like to pivot towards is the thing I wanted to talk about on the air, because we're talking about Asian representation, is I have not yet seen it. I was going to watch it, but then um, we started recording, so I wasn't able to. The final tra- trailer for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, I haven't seen it either. Well, apparently, um, did you see Age of Ultron? Uh, did I see Age of Ultron? I don't know if I have seen it. It was the first movie with Elizabeth Olsen in it, Scarlet Witch. Oh, no, I didn't see that one, and which is why I was confused when I saw Infinity War. Well, that's on you. Um, it is on me. Anyway, it's fine. Um, apparently, in The Crimes of Grindelwald trailer, the final one, there's an Asian lady, okay, uh, played by Claudia Kim, who is Korean. Okay. And apparently, you know who she's supposed to be? I don't know who. Uh, she's supposed to be Nagini. Nagini? Yeah. Who's Nagini? Nagini is Voldemort's snake. Okay, I was thinking snake, and then I was like, eh. yeah. Oh. Uh, and apparently, she's not an uh, animagus. She just becomes a snake at some point. Apparently she's something called a maledictus, okay. which is like uh, some kind of like blood curse that only women have, and then they turn into animals. Like at a certain point, I don't know. They, they 
become an animal? Because, I mean, these are all prequels to, like, the Harry Potter. The point is that the snake that you see in the Deathly Hollows used to be a Korean woman. Okay. And this is why I don't, I mean, like, this isn't the reason, but, like, I don't like Harry Potter. And stuff like this, <laughs> like, just, um, I feel vindicated <laughs> whenever news like this comes out. Okay, so you're just like, yep, everything I thought was true. I just mean, like, is it positive, is it positive Asian representation that Claudia Kim is in this movie playing a snake? Like playing playing a woman who eventually becomes a snake. (laughs) Uh, And then people were like talking about it on Twitter. And it's like, yeah, the snake. Do you remember what in the Deathly Hollows when there's that weird old lady who like moves weirdly and doesn't speak because she's dead and Nagini is inside of her body controlling her? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone was like, yeah, I remember watching that scene and thinking, oh, the reason she acts so weird is because there's a snake inside of her. But now we know that the snake was a real deal human being. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to process this right now. So it's a human who becomes a snake and the snake takes over the body of a human, but like forgot how to be a human. Essentially, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, anyway, I, d- I don't have strong feelings about this, but that is weird. Would you rather if it was a white woman who turned who into cares? a snake? Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares about Nagini. Nobody so you just wish like, there oh, was man, no snake at all. You know that snake that ate people? Man, I sure wish we knew more about that snake. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's, I, I never. It's the whole that. problem with like prequel um culture, yeah. I guess. That might be going too far, but like, um, I like haunt like Solo, mm-hmm. which was like a very bad movie that I fell asleep in. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if we found out where Han Solo got his name? Do you, like, do you know what that? Do you, did you see it? I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. It is just people want to capitalize on something that did well by adding. There more was like to that the early. There's a parts of the Caribbean movie. I think it was one I liked, but only because of the lady in it. So there's just a, fl- a flashback to like a young Jack Sparrow, <laughs> okay. where like he he helps people. I don't know, and then he basically saves like a whole crew of pirates, and then okay. the pirates are like oh jack sparrow he saved us we're gonna give him stuff and then they literally give him like all the stuff that he ends up wearing in like modern continuity movies like they give him like the little beads and like the hat and stuff and so it's like oh originally i thought that he lived like this swashbuckling (laughs) life and like acquired all these trinkets but no he got them all at the same time and the point (laughs) is that's bad writing and Mm -hmm. nobody cared necessarily about these things and also spoils the mystery someone who becomes like the it's not it's bad asian representation and i haven't seen the movie but i would dollars to donuts which is a word that they took out of a certain american franchise's name it's bad it's not good (laughs) okay so you're not gonna go see that movie i mean i might okay maybe not like opening week okay i still want to see predator (sighs) you can do that I feel like there's, like, not really any good movies coming out right now. Halloween is coming out soon. Like I said, seems like there's not really any good movies coming out lately. Also, this is not related to this episode, but there's an episode where Karen Gillan, playing Eliza, obviously, does, like, karaoke and they make such a big deal about her singing. John Cho, no karaoke, no singing, when he's the one who can sing. It's messed up. Here's the thing. We know that he was a front man to a band. We don't know if this band was any good. I listened to like 30 seconds of one song and I was like, yeah, that is John Cho singing. 
The fact that you only listened to 30 seconds, I think, speaks for It was itself. right before we started recording. I just had to check and see. Mm, you know what? This episode had a, the recording of this episode had a lot of stops and starts, and I feel like you could have <laughs> listened to that whole song if you wanted to. Well, maybe another time I will. Also, if they did a selfie musical, John Cho can sing. So, there you go. Oh, man. At one point, I have to go back and listen to all of these episodes because a selfie, the selfie musical idea, I still love a lot. You do love that idea? Yeah. I'm all like about in, the, that. in the episode, you were not that enthusiastic about it. That's because uh, I am a human being who's allowed to change his opinion as time goes by. <laughs> huh. Wow. That's complex. Okay. Would you like to share more about your feelings that have changed? Uh, when I was a kid, I, for some reason, I like didn't like shrimp. And then I ate it, and I was like, oh, delicious. But outwardly, I was like, oh, gross, because I had my pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that haunts me, because it's like, all of those moments, you could have been eating delicious shrimp, Mm. but being like, oh, no, I don't like this. And then I had to, like, sort of, in the days after that, being like, oh, you know what? This isn't so bad now. This is like, oh, yeah, okay. I can see what... (sighs) So you, so you had to like go through like a whole process of like, oh, I guess I'll try it. Oh, yeah. Like just Outwardly. to convince yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. That's legitimate. Yeah. I tend to like not have a lot of strong opinions about things. But when I do have a strong opinion, it's like very strong. So then it's harder for me to like back off of that. So, yeah, I understand that. Well, I'm glad that you are on board with the selfie musical whenever that happens. And with shrimp. And shrimp. You can eat some shrimp and then go see the musical. It'd be so nice. <laughs> anyway, just trying to make connections here. That one was a bit of a stretch. Oh. Yeah. Do you like, how do you like shrimp? Do you like it cooked or just like cold? Well, no, I guess it's always cooked. What? Do you like it warm or do you like it cold? Hey, Evan. I have a, I have a question for you. <laughs> do you like your shrimp cooked? Do you like your shrimp uh, prepared with heat? <laughs> And brought to uh, an edible format? Or do you like your shrimp shell on? Do you like it raw? Do you like it cold? (laughs) Tell me more about shrimp. I made it further than I expected in this episode before I lost it. So we're doing pretty good. (laughs) This is out of tiredness. Okay, just... That's all. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling... Evan, you're not funny. This is because I haven't been sleeping enough. So, like, if you had any assumptions that you were maybe humorous in any way, cut it out. It's a, it's a combination. You are funny, but maybe not quite this funny. <laughs> anyway, this has been a great episode. Let's, uh... Any closing thoughts? How do you feel about egg salad? How do I feel about egg salad? Um, if someone gives me egg salad, I will eat it. But I don't think I've ever in my life made egg salad. Oh. So. You know what? That's too bad. Because I guess that eliminates my follow-up question. What's your follow-up question? You can ask well, when you make when you make <laughs> egg salad, how do you punch it up? Like, what's your like? What's your trick to punching up an egg salad? Um, mustard. That, was that a white person answer? No. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to put a little bit of mustard in egg salad. Do you have a trick? I put a little bit of um, curry powder in Oh, mine, okay. And it makes it i think look nice yeah. and also is delicious that sounds pretty good actually i also put a lot of green onion in my egg salad a lot of green onion yes okay you can do that if you want to 
<laughs> you know what? If you don't like green onions, that's fine. We can still host this podcast together. That's true. I won't eat any of your egg salad. Do you not like green onions? No, I, I like green onions. I just would, would not put a lot of them in egg salad. That's okay. You don't even make egg salad. You don't, <laughs> you don't know. I wouldn't put them in my theoretical egg salad. So that's fine, though. Maybe I would like it. I don't know. I pretty much only eat egg salad like at Easter time because my family would, you know, color eggs like you do and then make egg salad. Wait, what do you do at Easter? Color eggs. Why? Are you making a joke or? No, like what? Like what are you coloring them? You just color them like on the outside, like colors. Okay. And then you it's eat like them. for Easter, you hard boil them and then you dye them with dyes and then they sit on the table and then afterwards you eat them. I, what? For Easter? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell if you're joking. Have you not seen people do this before? You just, you just put them on the table? Yeah, decoratively. So you're preparing food to be seen and then you eat it later. Later, yeah. But like, what's the significance? Like, why Easter? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thing people do. You've really never, you've never seen this happen before? Or is this a bit? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> you have seen this happen before. Wait, is this why they call them Easter eggs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> yes, Easter eggs. <laughs> Did you if have a you point? Have any suggestions as to how this outro could have been improved? <laughs> tweet at us at selfievalpod. That's where you can find us on Twitter. It's selfievalpod. Actually, I don't want you to tweet at us about this outro. I would like you to tweet only positive affirmations about how funny both co-hosts are because we both need that. So thank you. Thank you for that. I actually don't really need it. My self-esteem is through the roof. He he needs that, yeah. Excuse me. (laughs) I need that. If you want to send us an email. Yeah. If you want to send us an email to prop up... (laughs) Beth's ego. You can send that to selfievaluationpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, please do that. That would be really nice. Uh, you can also rate us on iTunes if you like to do that. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud and subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to podcasts. So you can listen to us in your car, when you're out running, whenever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to us. I didn't look up next week's episode. Bethany. It's not Bethany. Do, do, do. What else could it possibly stand for? I told you what it stands for. Lizbeth. Did you say Lizbeth? Yeah, like Like Lizbeth I'm an Slander? old-timey Victorian person? No, like you're the girl with the dragon tattoo. Her name is just Lizbeth? Her name is Lizbeth Salander. Lizbeth Salander? The girl with the dragon tattoo. I don't know. <laughs> that a lot of people have read. Yeah. This not isn't a deep me. cut. I, I don't know names of people. Okay. Okay, so your name's not Elizabeth, apparently. It's Elizabeth. Like Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> like the Queen, Evan. Like the Queen. <laughs> one time, I okay, so I, I teach elementary school, and this one kid was telling me about the Queen of England. And so I was like, oh, did you know the Queen and I have the same name? And the kid just looked at me, and he was like, your name is England? Okay. Did you tell him yes? Um, yeah, I think I might have told him yes. Next week, we will be recapping episode seven, which is more than halfway through the series. Episode seven is called, Here's This Guy. I was doing a flourish with my arm, which I now realize no one can see, including you, Evan, so. Just off the webcam. It's just right over here. It's, it's for no one. Anyway, 
so yeah next week episode seven here's this guy we find out what happens after henry takes the cookie and gets in the uber next tuesday tuesday next tuesday self-evaluation please come back please listen these episodes only get better (laughs) (laughs) do you mean over the course of the episode they get better or every week they get better because i'm not sure i would stand behind that (laughs) no comment (laughs) depends on the time of day when we record if we're being honest anyway yes please come back next week thanks for listening